Welcome to the Digital Day podcast brought to you by Bailiwick Express and the JP. In this episode, James Shen speaks to Jersey Electricity's Werner Bornman. To start, just because there's, there's so many different avenues we could go with this, but um, Jersey Electricity, as far as the customers go, what are the main areas of technology that the company's investing in? Well, I think the question is, um, you know, where we, when you say where we're investing in, I think um, there are multiple parts to that. Mm. The one is where we're actively developing technology to help customers, but also in another part where we are looking at technologies that we can expose customers to. So if we look at both of those, the one, the first one would be uh, technologies such as the MyJE app. Uh, and those are technologies where we develop the IP and where we make that available to the customers directly. Where there are other technologies such as heat pumps, which are modern technologies in order to heat the home and so forth, where we actively make people aware of it. We engage with them on as alternatives to fossil fuel heating and so forth. So we, we've got multiple investments in terms of our time as well as our technology, or our funds to produce these levels of technology. Uh, so there are um, so those are the two broad areas of where we focus in our technology investment. Well, let's start with the app. Uh, I know, my G, I suppose from an energy saving standpoint, there's some advantages to, to having that. Can you explain how that works? Well, the, the MyJ app all started out where we wanted to make customers more aware of what they, what, how much electricity they use. Mm. Also, we want to make them more aware of um, how much it costs them to, to, to use the electricity. Sure. And uh, so the app started off with, can we show them how much they use on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, how does it compare to the previous month? And then just having that in their hands, being able to say, oh, I'm actually using more, I'm using less, continue with what I'm doing or stop what I'm doing that is causing it to go up. And then of course, being able to see the cost of that electricity on a more regular basis and not just be hit with a bill after three months and go, oh, well, what did I do two months ago? So that makes it a lot easier for the, the customers to control their own behavior. And then, of course, other or other solutions that we brought into the mobile app, which is a disaggregation service, is one. And that's just a fancy way of saying we, tr- we try through machine learning is show what percentage of your usage is in terms of cooking, heating, entertainment, and so forth. So customers have got a little bit more insight. So one of the new uh, solutions that we'll be bringing out quite soon is a to-do list or a task list based on that disaggregation um, that's going to be customized to you. So if it says, well, you use more in cooking, have you thought about changing this in your cooking behavior? Or if you don't have a well-insulated home, and we pick that up through some of the data, we make recommendations, for instance, something very basic, which could be close your curtains as soon as the sun goes down. And that actually insulates the home a lot more. So it's not just practical things about switching stuff off, but change of behavior. And that's where the app becomes quite helpful for customers. And of course, it doesn't mean that you don't have access to the data if you don't have a smartphone. You can access it via the web and um, and the mobile app, of course. Fantastic. And you did mention insulation there. Yes. I do want to ask you about the thermal imaging. Certainly, sort of from a consumer perspective, that's yes. quite an interesting bit of kit to have. Can you, can you go into that? So, uh, yes, uh, we've got this uh, great team called Energy Solutions within Jersey Electricity. And they actively look at propositions and solutions that we can take to the customers. So they work with the, with the heat pumps and 
help customers in surveying their home in terms of better um, energy efficiency and so forth. Um, so they've launched a, um, a thermal imaging solution which the company or customers can loan from JEC. It attaches to a smartphone, you download an app, and you can walk around your property and see where there is um, poor insulation in your property. And that gives you an idea of what effort you have to go to, which could be at windows, at doors, could be from the ceiling. And that gives you a little bit more of an information or more insight into where energy could be escaping or heating could be escaping from your property. Of course, it'll be up to the customer to decide how they're going to remediate that. But there are a couple or or there are solutions that we can help them with. And in terms of saving energy, obviously, that ties in quite nicely. The the government's aims, carbon neutrality, etc. What are the main areas that JE is helping to achieve that goal or at least trying to further that? Well, as you know, that uh, JE's electricity supply is virtually decarbonized already. So we've, we've, as an organisation, moved quite um, quickly in that space. Um, I think the biggest second area that we need to look at is transport. So um, we recently finished the Evolve project, which was the replacement of our electric vehicle charging or public vehicle charging infrastructure with new chargers. It's been rebranded. But along with that, we've also launched a, an app so previously, customers could only charge with a tag or with a debit or credit card on specific charges. So one, one of the things that we wanted to focus on was making sure that there are, there's no barrier for people to charge on the island. So um, although we've, we've replaced the charges in existing sites, our primary focus was to put newer technology in as well as create a platform, software platform, that will enable us to grow quicker in more different areas of that um, of the island. So what we mean by that is um, it'll be easier for us to install different charges in different areas of the island, faster charges somewhere else, but also make it easier for people to come onto the island as well as travel off-island. Do you view electric vehicles as quite a big component of that carbon-neutral goal? Is, is that something, especially in Jersey, where you know we do have a lot of cars? Well, it's... Um, if you look at the the reports that the that the government has published, transport is a major contributor to the carbon mm. usage or the carbon in Jersey. So that is a big target area that we believe we can play a big part in in reducing. Um, the public charging network certainly part of that, but also I think there's uh, at home charging capabilities that that is rolled out as well. That's that's a very good point. Um, so <laughs> we've launched. Um, a easy charge solution which enables customers to lo- to charge at home. So that means that customers can get home, plug in their electric vehicle, and the next morning they will have a full charge. Now what makes this quite unique and um, innovative is that it'll only charge the vehicle at the lowest possible rate. So, um, But what we also do is it's a subscription model. So you will never pay more than a certain value um, for topping up your car. And we've got three different levels of that, one being for a single electric vehicle um, home, two-vehicle home, and then we also have a commercial opportunity or solution for other customers. Well, in terms of new technology, is Jay looking at AI at all? That's obviously quite a big subject at the moment. It is a very big subject. Uh, I think um, anybody that is in the tech space is very either encouraged or very concerned about artificial intelligence 
but we've already started looking at um, where it can help across the whole business. Uh, we recently partnered um, with a big four auditing firm where they and us together, we've developed a artificial intelligence um, model, but it's a natural language model for generative AI where we needed to train the artificial intelligence model to think in engineering terms. So when you look at general AI, such as BARD and ChatGPT and the many other ones, they are built on general language models. So they could understand what the difference is between a memo and a report and an email and so forth. But how do you teach a AI to understand lost time incidents, health and safety principles, um, kilowatts per hours, and all of those engineering terms? So this created a great opportunity for us to partner with um, Deloitte and uh, develop this model with our engineers. And the intent was to take semi-structured data, so it was structured, as well as um, general reports. But the pure business cases, could it write reports? Could it write business management reports? Could it go as far as writing a board report? And the whole thing was just, here's the data, let's see what it can do with it. Um, it was able to, to generate reports. Not wow. something that we could rely on yet, but it gave us a lot of insight to say, what is the effort that is required in order to train a model, as well as go through the motions of assessing whether the outputs were accurate or not, and going through the thought process of the machine effectively, and saying, yes, wait, maybe you should not have compared this, maybe you should have compared that. And I think that's, a, that's something I'd recommend everybody to do, is not just say, oh, well, here's an AI model, let's install it, let's see what it does. It's actually try and see what's happening behind the curtain, really. Definitely, in, in terms of concerns about AI, I don't know if you have a, a view on that, certainly in terms of those that say it's going to take jobs, it's going to replace, you know, many functions that right now are, are paying real people. I mean, what do you, do you feel on that? Well, interestingly enough, <laughs> we were asked to present a, at a conference recently, a Deloitte um, Experience Analytics Conference at Twickenham a couple of weeks ago and shared the stage with, uh, with Google where uh, the first question that they asked is who's scared of it, who's excited about it, and it was fairly a 50-50 split um, between people that were excited and some people that were very concerned about it. And where does JE fall on that scale? No, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think, there's, um, I think one would need to embrace this technology, but in a very considered uh, manner. I think you, if one looks at artificial intelligence, uh, it should be very similar to transitioning from a pen to a computer. It's just happening a lot quicker than I think people could keep up with. Um, I think there are risks if people do not consider the approach. If it's just implemented and that is the truth, then you could get into a lot of um, trouble. And I think that's where that's, uh, this engagement that we've had with Deloitte has given us a lot of insight. And uh, a lot of the team that walked away from that project um, had a new appreciation of the limitations of artificial intelligence, but also the opportunity. Um, but overall, I think that there's going to be uh, it's going to be a game changer in terms of energy, and we're starting to use that in our MyJ app, where we're starting to uh, work a lot more with with data sets to help customers uh, in, in the long run. And is that the main use? Do you think, at least in the the short to medium term? Is more around data and how we manage things, or do you think that there's wider technology that AI actually could play quite a big role in? I think there's going to be a lot wider 
Um, but I don't want to speculate where that's going to go yet or not at liberty to divulge yet. But sure. I think what, we'll, what we want to do is, uh, is, is see where those data sets are that we can validate the outcomes. That's why we'll rather use it with, uh, with known data sets where we can validate mm. the calculations, the assessments, um, and give us an opportunity to get more comfortable with it. And I know you mentioned reports, so certainly in-house yes. is something that JE would seek to use then? As, as I said again, you know, we'll, we'll do it in a very measured approach, mm. um, but we're not, uh, not concerned about the opportunities that it's going to be bringing. Um, you know, ultimately, whatever we want to do, whatever we need to do, needs to be for the benefit of the community. If it can help people be more energy efficient or it can help us to be operationally more effective, then, then we'll definitely look at that in a, in a measured approach. Um, not to keep going back to energy, I did also want to touch on solar panels because yes. a lot of people might not know this, but you guys actually have the largest array, I think, in the Channel Islands. Well, that's right? just one of them, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we do have uh, several other ones that are probably not um, directly seen from the from the road. Uh, so we do have quite a lot of uh, commercial solar panels out, um, solar arrays that is feeding energy into the grid, and that our customers are currently using as part of normal consumption. Uh, we also have a plan a plans for ground-based solar panels, and um, these will be very considerate of the biodiversity in those areas where we will be deploying them. Is that fairly new technology, the, the ground-based panels? Well, well, the solar panel technology is consistently improving. So there's quite a lot of um, efficiencies that are coming with more modern solar panels. Uh, so again, there's wonderful teams in, in a JE that is working actively with the community uh, and other organisations to have this installed around the island. And what's the advantage there in, in terms of ground versus your traditional solar PV, if you will? I mean, is it just the locations, you know, it allows you to put, maybe put more down if you have a plot of land, for example? Well, I think, well, it's all about uh, the availability of, of surface areas within Jersey. And uh, the, the teams will constantly evaluate where the solar panels could be installed and, if, and utilizing all of the opportunities that's, that's available to them. Um, but I definitely have to leave that to, to the technology experts that are um, working in that space. Fair enough. And, okay. uh, in terms of operational technology that you guys use, uh, iPads, for example, simple things, but you know, in your workforce, is technology quite important there, at least? Um, from your day-to-day -day operations, I suppose? Uh, most definitely. Uh, we consider op uh, operational technology or any corporate technology as a mechanism to be more efficient and effective. The, the more efficient we can be, the better for everybody on the island, uh, the lower the cost of, of running the business effectively. And what sort of things are you guys using? Well, uh, we recently, well, not recently, last year installed a, um, a work and an asset and workforce management platform uh, that is used to disseminate work orders into the field. But we've coupled that with iPads. Uh, so all of our frontline staff are mobile enabled where they get their work orders digitally. But they can also gain access to information remotely. So if there's schematics that they need to access, if there is a report that needs to be compiled, they can take the pictures on the iPad Right, and they can submit um, all of the information back into our core system, and and that was an absolutely instrumental platform during the recent recovery processes after Storm Kieran.
where all the teams that were out in the front line got issued the work orders from one side to the other um, remotely. So that made it much easier for the teams to move around the island and get to customers a lot quicker than what traditionally they would have had to go back to base and, and get a work order and, and come back. And did the geo-mapping technology come into play there at all? So I appreciate having an oversight of the island. It's probably quite useful, especially when you've got a big storm. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Um, so one of the cornerstones for JE is, is strong partnerships that we have across the island. So a lot of the technology that we've implemented um, have been done so with uh, Jersey-based organisations. And the geo-mapping platforms worked with um, Digimaps that's on, on the island. And... Um, so as part of the recovery process, we were able to geotag all of the incidents and localize the, the issues, um, identify it, how many customers could be on one issue, and that helped us prioritize the work orders and get customers to be recovered a lot quicker. I mean, that being said, you know, technology only goes that far, but we've had an immense effort from everybody across the organization, particularly the frontline staff being out in the storm <laughs> during the rain and the wind and being able to recover customers so quickly. So it means effort from that team. Definitely. And in terms of partnerships, mm. anything with the government that, that JE is doing at the moment or working towards? Well, we've got multiple uh, projects and programs that we um, work with, uh, um, with the government, but also support quite a lot of the initiatives. Uh, there's just too many for me to mention at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure. And from Jay's perspective, is there any technology that is currently being used that perhaps isn't as appreciated as some of the headline acts, as it were? Yeah, that's a good question, I think. Um, I mean, we just spoke about artificial intelligence, and it is sort of the the new in thing that everybody wants to, wants to talk about, and they want to apply it all over the place. Um, but... I think the fact that we've got 100% smart meter data uh, is, or smart meters is, is, is quite phenomenal when you consider where the rest of the UK and Europe is uh, with their deployment and, and what value it brings to the island. And how would you describe a, a smart meter as opposed to a regular one for, for those who don't know? Well, a smart meter is, is, a, is a meter that, of course, measures how much people consume but it does it at a regular interval and has the ability to communicate back to a central system or where we can communicate to that meter. So, for instance, um, previously, one, if you moved from a, from a sort of a contract-based uh, engagement or a contract with, with a utility such as JE to a prepaid, uh, somebody had to come and remove the one meter and replace it with another one, right. which was the previous key meters. Whereas now you've got one meter that sits at the property and through communicating with our servers, we can change it between a, a normal meter and a prepaid meter. But it also enables the customers other opportunities. For instance, during COVID, when we'd finished the deployment of the 100% smart meters, customers didn't have to go to the shop in order to top up. Right. They could do everything remotely. And that helped a lot of customers, particularly the, the vulnerable customers. And if that's an underappreciated technology, where do you see it developing from here? I know if we've just completed a rollout, maybe that might be uh, a little bit early to say. Well, I think before before I go into what um, what the next one could look like, I think uh, you know once you start looking at any technology, if the base technology is solid and does what it's supposed to do consistently uh, very well, then you can build things around it. For instance. Uh, the fact that 
uh, we could use the smart meters and determine if there were properties that were off supply uh, while they um, during the storm. So we could ping those meters right. and say, is the customer off supply? Of course, you can appreciate some customers would um, might not be resident in Jersey, but their properties might might be off supply. So we could ping those meters and determine if there was any damage in that area. So suddenly we've had a new uh, opportunity or new technology to look at where, where we could serve our community better. Well, when you look at the new smart meters, there could be additional sol- solutions in there that can help in terms of energy management, um, uh, more uh, accurate, not accurate, but more um, shortened timeframes between measures. Instead of having a 30-minute minute profile read, you could do five-minute profile reads. So you could see every five minutes what your consumption is. Uh, and that gives more insight about people's behavior. Um, being able to say, oh, well, the kids uh, got home after school. They actually switched on the PlayStation <laughs> instead yeah. of just doing the com- switch on the computer and do the homework. Um, and that, that's the type of thing that customers would, uh, would see in the future. Uh, but, of course, there's other solutions such as... Uh, um, if a customer goes off supply, the meter could contact us and we could proactively uh, get the customer back on supply without the customer having to phone us. So there's additional benefits to customers and on top of that to us as an organization to be more operationally efficient. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for listening and thank you to our Digital Day partners, Deloitte, Digital Jersey, JEC, JT, Ports of Jersey and System Labs.